This is episode 57 of the Collins Conversations podcast. Something a little bit different today. I'm going to call this one Discography Discussions. Jamil in the show sits down and talks about his album Beautiful, all 13 tracks, one at a time. We've got the exclusive stories of how it's made, what songs are about, some things you'll never guess if you don't listen to this. So check it out. Let me know what you think. It's like the summary of the entire album. Yeah, man. The fun thing about Beautiful was that it has a bunch of my friends and family on there, right? Just a bunch of random people. Uh, my mom's on the track. I just wanted to peg everybody that I could, you know, as far as who I did music with, just people I was friends with. So all those voices that you hear, it's a ton of people. And how did you go about recording all those voices? Yeah, so uh, I did that. I did those voices towards the end of the whole process. And it just, it looked like me going, you know, hitting people up on the text or something. Hey, I'm finishing up my album. I got some group vocals. Can I swing by? And I think I went to like five people's houses. And what, what did you do? Just kind of take the mic in your laptop? Yeah, just and... the mic in my laptop, real like mobile setup. It didn't have to be super high quality since they were group vocals. And um, we just went with it. And would, would you do it the same way again? Or would you have people come to you? Um, I think I would. I think I would do it the same, but at the same time, for the next song, Text Me Back, I did have people come to me. So that was a little different. And how did you pick? Was it just whoever responded to you reaching out to say, hey, I'd like to get some group vocals? Or did you have specific, uh, what am I trying to say, specific sounds in mind? Uh, yeah, so the first time around, so I did all these group vocals in two sessions, right? The first time around, I did Text Me Back, Sunday Service, um, and Next Up, right? And for those ones, I hopped on Instagram and said, hey, I need some group vocals, who's interested? Those people all came over to my mom's house and we recorded those songs. But for Beautiful and a couple other ones where I knew I wanted some more group vocals, that's when I hit people up individually and said, hey, I want you on the album. Hey, would you, you have like 30 minutes? And that's right. Yeah, but ask me how I'm feeling now. I'm beautiful. And when I look into the mirror, I'm beautiful. I look at hey, friends, high kids. Here to wake you up before you close your eyelids. I think I'm getting twice yet. So hey, my name is Beelin. I'm here to bring the dissonance. And when I look at this course, part of my misfortune. I look just like this torch of my existence. I was in the middle prison, but I'm back to y'all. Yeah, so Text Me Back, that's a, a fun one. It's one of those songs that has a deeper meaning in a fun package, if you will. If you get this number, you're gonna text me back. On that album, again, that was one of the sessions where I had a bunch of people come over at my mom's house, and that's how we recorded those group vocals. And Ja Lyrics, uh, who's my cousin, was the one who inspired me 
on that one in terms of the group vocals. So a lot of these group vocals, the back and forth that you hear, uh, he and um, you know my other cousin Khalil and everybody um, just kind of uh, definitely inspired me in that regard. And that's how you get the sound of Text Me Back. And uh, what about the the beginning of it? Is that horns or what? What instrument is it that makes that just that resonating sound? Yeah. So those are those are uh, <clears throat> those are horns, and it's one of those like brass packages, mm -hmm. you know. So so when you have these virtual instruments, you can just have trumpets, just have tubas, just have whatever, but you can also have certain sounds that are the full band together, and that's what that is. I know on a at least one or two of these songs you've played real guitar how do you decide um, what instruments are real and what are uh, synthesized and computerized uh, whatever feels most natural is is how I tend to decide so for example I played guitar on shooting stars and once I so shooting stars has guitar and synth right um, once I had the synth I said this song is not going to be any kind of good song without some real guitars on it. That's how I was able to determine. It's more of a situation like that. So for Text Me Back, it doesn't have any live instruments. I didn't really feel like I needed to have more live in there for that particular song. It's all just what feels natural. Do you ever kind of make it computerize and then, then go um, real instrument or is it kind yeah. of the other way around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, for uh, Shooting Stars, uh, when it was just synth, synth sounds at first, and I had a fake guitar patch, and I said, this sounds horrendous. <laughs> like, this just sounds bad. And, and I, think, I think it's super important to, when you're making the beat, think about what does like an industry standard sound like? You know, if insert favorite producer here was making this beat, what would they have done? If they, if you think they could have got away with using this fake sound, then by all means, like there's nothing wrong with a computerized sound. But if if you go, this person is going to pick a live instrument because they know it's going to sound better here, then do what you can. And uh, text me back. Is that about anybody? Any anybody specific? Is that just uh, a general thing? Uh, so it's about a couple specific people that kind of blended together to make a general thing. And that goes for all of my songs. I try not to, I try not to pick out specific people. There might be specific experiences that inspire the different songs. Um, but I, I, for most of these, if there's any like one idea that you go, oh, did this really happen? Or, oh, is this a real thing? It's probably a mixture of real things. I think that's a good success formula. It kind of takes the authentic feel, but then kind of makes it more appealable to the masses. Yeah, you know, it just, because it, it's, it, it would be a lot less relatable if I'm putting somebody's first name in there. You know, like if I'm talking about, if you get this number, will you text me back, Brittany? Like, <laughs> everybody's gonna be like, okay, like right. that's a little. At least everybody in your inner circle is gonna be like, oh, so Brittany didn't work out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody who's not in the circle is gonna be like, who's Brittany? Okay. Right. You know what I mean? So. On that song, explain the lyric, my ex-girl talks cursive. Yeah. Um, so for uh, that line, if you think about, I mean, if you just think about like writing versus writing regular, I don't know, what, what's the opposite of cursive? Manuscript. Manuscript? Okay. I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll ask Lily when she gets home. Yeah, we, we did cursive in like third grade and then like stopped. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, if you think about like writing manuscript, which is what we're used to seeing on like computers and all that, uh, and then versus script, script can be, it's, it's extra, it's, it's elaborate, it's sometimes when people, like when doctors write in script, in cursive, you can't really read it sometimes. Like it's harder to read, it's harder to understand. That's the idea behind that line. So my ex-girl, she talks in a way that we're not on the same page. I'm not understanding what she's saying. For whatever reason, it's more difficult. Gotcha. I think that's the only lyric question I got out of that one. It is one of your more lyrical songs, though. Yeah, like, it's, it. like it starts off slow, like kind of that like slow beat, but then like I think you really carry it kind of vocally oh, on that, that one. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, I tried to. You know, again, uh, everything that I was saying was just what I was feeling. You know, at the moment. Matt, if you if you ever need me, I could meet you on the map. If I give you all of that, promise you gon' have my back, baby. If you get this number, you gon' test me back. If you get directions, you gon' meet me where I'm at. If you if you ever need me, I could meet you on the map. If I give you all of that, promise you gon' have my back. I don't just open for anyone. Yeah, yeah. Trying to mingle, I feel I've been single for many sons. Yeah, yeah. It's just hitting the curse for me now, so I hate you. Hold life on the horse court. Yeah. Shot my shot, check the scoreboard. That's no ring like Mordor. Yeah. Gonna take the L, you a poor sport. Yeah, yeah. All the homies, big shot Bob. Lost my little man Pops too. Now he's on a cloud in a Mach 5. And I talk fast when I'm nervous. And my ex-girl talks cursive. Yeah. And I don't know where the verse is. Uh. Yeah, it was a ton of fun to make. It's probably, I probably had the, some of the most fun making that song. For sure. She says she love me now I know. So now I know it's kind of a parody almost a little bit. So if you think about what I, what I wanted to convey was me and my friends just talking about life, specifically talking about relationships. So I wanted to give you kind of like an inside look of, you know, when me and my, when me and my boys get together, you know, what's it like? You know, oh, she, bro, she says she love me. She says she want me now, I know I'm the man. You know what I mean? We're going back and forth. Um, but then I kind of wanted to pick on that a little bit. So that's why you have uh, a lot of the, it's, it's almost like fake posturing. You know, so you have the, you know, girl, I see what you see. You know, like, I don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it just, it, I wanted it to be funny and kind of theatrical. And so, um, I have my boy D Swift. We do the conversations at the beginning and then towards the end, um, and it's the same thing. You know, it's just that's that's my real life friend. That's kind of how we go back and forth. So, and uh, I think people might be sad with the answer of this one, but <laughs> for the fans of this song, where can they find the 5.99 spot? Yeah, so I'm sure there is a 5.99 spot, uh, but I have to say there was no specific 5.99 spot. Uh, we freestyled those conversations, and there's. There's, there's a bunch of those. So uh, <laughs> look out for more with that song because um, we, we do have more planned for that song. But uh, we, we freestyled maybe five or six of those and I took two to put on the, the final song. Um, and one of those ones, I'll talk about the 599 joint where I got the, the two for four, something like that. <laughs> but it's not, uh, there's no single place. There are places that I've been on dates with uh, good deals where I did feel like I was balling out of control but uh, th there was no 599 joy and Valentine's Day is coming up so I'll try to get this clip out for Valentine's Day <laughs> uh, in this song 
it looks like you could give the ladies and the gentlemen a little bit of advice on um, going splitting the bill or who should pay it looks like the rule according to the uh, Jamil in the show is six dollars or above you're going 50 50 if it's below who takes it yeah so uh you know i i definitely give it up to uh you guys it's valentine's day it's around the corner guys okay if it's over six dollars still pay <laughs> i'm just put that out there i'm doing you a favor don't be like me uh, but yeah it, you know it's just a it's just, uh, uh, again, it's, it's more of a parody of the kind of stuff. You know, you get around, I get around the guys and it's, hey, look, man, you know how you know how I say it. it's one for the money, two for the love. You know what I'm saying? That's, we go back like that, so. Um, anything else we should know about that track? It, it seems like it was a lot of fun to make. Yeah, it was a ton of fun to make. It's probably, I probably had the, some of the most fun making that song, for sure. Believe what happened. Oh. She said she loved me, and I know where I stand. All right. Yeah. Hey, okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. She said she loved me, and I know. Now what you know? I'm the man. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. Girl, I see what you see. What I see is a dreamer. Unique, your beauty's making me a believer. She could throw a love at me, I'll receive ya. I'll be the reason you ain't home for the weekend. Speaking of, we can hit the beach and stuff. Looking like it's 4 0, I might just sweep you up. Then it's gone. Call your girlfriends on the phone, tell them you gon' have to hit them later on. You know, I know. She said she loved me, and I know where I stand. Yeah. She want me now, I know. Now what you know? I'm the man. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Wow. Shooting stars, me and Jericho, that's my guy, right? Uh, we go way back, we've done music for a long time, and uh, I knew I wanted to have him on the album. I knew once I started making the song, this is the song I gotta have with Jericho. Our voices blend so well together. What we wanted to do was kind of subvert expectations for that. So it starts off with the claps, right? And you think it's gonna be like a happy, you know, poppy for the floor kind of thing. But then um, I make it halftime because it's gotta be hip hop. So <laughs> that's how you get shooting stars. It's a fun track. Um, I always refer to it as your Kid Cudi song. I don't know if anybody else does that. Uh, you have. So that's, that's a good start. I, I, I'm the only one, I guess, but... Um, to me, it's just kind of like the the way that the beat kind of picks up with that mm -hmm. that kick, kick, kick kind of like, and then kind of gets into that theatrical. Yeah. To me, that's just very Kid Cudi, kind of your other channeling of the Ohio influence, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think especially around here, he's got to be the blueprint in terms of the ideas that I talked about on Shooting Stars. You know, even if even if it wasn't intentional, there's no way I wasn't thinking about it. You know, 
let's uh, do a deep dive into the lyrics mm -hmm. because you are on genius.com. I am. Genius.com. Uh, slash Jamil slash and slash the and. It's way so many slashes. Yeah, you know, we, 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 we uh, stay uh, slashing. I have a, uh, a short link for that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Genius doesn't love me right now. That's all right. Um, begin. The song begins with habit, dirty habit. What's the habit? Um, just going outside of your situation. You know, so for, for me at least, it was daydreaming. That was my habit, my dirty habit. I closed my eyes. I'm at this planet, you know. Um, but, I mean, it could be... It could be just about anything. But uh, fun fact, he was not originally who I had planned on that song. The original Next Up, it was an interlude. Um, and it, it happened to be like a fan favorite, I guess. And in there I rap. Do that, that whole phrase. And so as I was doing this album, uh, I'd already been performing it. I knew, hey, uh, people would really like to hear something like that. Um, I already had a couple different samples that I was going to put together, samples that I had permission to use. And um, we put all those together, and I said, hey, it's got to be next up. And so we ended up getting Ja lyrics on that. But uh, fun fact, he was not originally who I had planned on that song. I wanted to switch him and Chris Black on their songs, but... I think it fits so much better the way it is. Do, do, do they know that before this comes out? Do they know that they're on opposite tracks of what they're originally going to be on? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know if I've ever said that. Well, we'll have to remember to tag them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might hit them with a text or something, but... <laughs> um, was it Ja Lyrics that you said that always seems to kind of one-up you on your own tracks? Oh, all the time. Yeah, I always say, I always say he washes me on every track that we do. I, I, I think he's a fantastic lyricist. Um, you know, he's, a, he's also a spoken word poet by trade. Um, and so I think, I think you can definitely hear that when you listen to um, just the depth of what he's saying. It's always, it's always delivered very well, very intense, the imagery that he uses. Um, uh, that's why I love uh, doing music with him because not only do we have good chemistry, but also he leads me to step up on the songs. You know, every time I hear his verse, I don't ever rewrite my verses because I think that's that's kind of inauthentic. Like that's kind of if I'm like, oh man, you went in, I gotta go and redo my stuff. Like I, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but I have I have heard his verse and and been like, hey man, you think I gotta go harder? I think I should go harder. It was low self-esteem for the high flyer. I go then glowed up like a highlighter, golden flow. I spy the pie piper, I'll sniper. Any rap I stay gunning for my shot, I'm still running to my spot. You see my size twelves in the dirt. I count these rappers leaving on me by the integer. I multiply my X's in it, still don't reach my inner worth. 
I'm a tumbo, we run each block. These rap vlogs are some Cub Scouts, they love me not. At the time, I was feeling like at a very pivotal place in my life where I knew, okay, I, I gotta move. I can't just be here forever. Uh, the song with two names, mm -hmm. um, All The Way slash All The Way, uh, featuring Fanaticus, let us know about it. Yeah, so that's prob probably my favorite beat on, on the album. Um, you made the beat? He made the beat? I made the beat. Yeah, I, I, made, I made all of the beats on the album. Um, and so it's, it's probably the favorite one that I've done, um, just because I, I, liked, I liked the different things that I did with it. But um, the, the song itself is about the duality of where I was. So at the time, I was feeling like at a very pivotal place in my life where I knew, okay, I, I gotta move. I can't just be here forever. I'm either gonna take it all the way or all the way, you know? And uh, thankfully, it's 2020, we know that I took it all the way, but you never really knew, you know, at the time. Um, and so it, I wanted it to be inspirational, but at the same time, like it was, it was definitely very real, you know? So that's, that's how you get all the way. And uh, what brought Fanaticus into it? Yeah, so uh, again, I wanted to have everybody on this project that I'd done music with over the years. And Fanaticus is not only a longtime collaborator, but a good friend. So I, I knew I wanted to have him on the project. When I was doing this, I, I said, hey, I think you'd be a good fit for this. He's a very versatile artist. And so, you know, it was a no brainer. By the time that I had the main idea for the song, got to call up Fanaticus. This, <clears throat> this is also uh, our channeling of Bone Thugs, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it definitely was, it was definitely Bone Thugs inspired, um, you know, in terms of just the faster cadences, the melodies within the cadences. Um, I thought it was a good starting point for, for jumping off of uh, what they've done. And uh, hopefully we can continue to improve and, and you know, hopefully uh, pay homage and, and give our respects in that way. Hold up, stay in your lane. Hold up, stay in your lane. My cup running over like I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Bang. Give an next mixtape, don't. Bang. I'ma take two shots of the rain. Two shots for the pain. I ain't trying to stay in a basement looking like my flow basic. I don't see, but I ain't need lace it. Need a V, but I just can't face it. Just can't take it. Hard when the odds are against you. I got God is against you, but he's not. If it's I, God will protect you. If you want to remain on, if you meant to, it's can't do too. When you take pride in your plan, uh, acting like I ain't a man. If I am, then I'm lying again. Acting like I'm lying again. And a damn man, I am saying this time I'ma change my life. Uh, this time, I'ma change my mind up. This time, I'ma take it all away. This time, I'ma take it all Crying shame. I just used this beat in something yesterday. What was I making? Be on the lookout for this beat in something that came out. Oh, it was a, a really boring video that I made about how to fix a computer problem. Uh -huh. And I, I was like, this needs something. And I was like, all right, that'll work. But uh, let us know about the uh, the beat, the song, and everything about Crying Shame. Yeah, so Crying Shame was another one. Um, I made it pretty early on in the process. So for the album I made, I, there were two main phases to the album. If you think it took two years, uh, for the first year I had basically an album. But then I decided to retool, make some new things, you know, swap some tracks out. 
um, Crying Shame was made on in that first session. And um, the beat is just super flagrant and arrogant. And, you know, when I when I made it, I was just kind of feeling in my bag and I played it for my friends. And we were like, yeah, that's, you know, you just kind of you just kind of feel boastful a little bit. And so the idea is kind of karmic in that it's about if you mess with me, you mess with my people and vice versa. You know, you mess with my friends, you mess with the whole network. So like, just be a good person. Nothing Excuse wrong me. with be a good person. Yeah, and, and um, I got my man uh, Stewie Swerve on the uh, intros, uh, a good friend of mine. And so he's out of state, he called in, and that's how you get the intro. I always, as as a as a listener, I always hate those intros, mm-hmm. but they fit. Like you know, what I mean, like yeah. As as the first time through, it fits perfectly. But then, like if it's a song that you repeat, you're like, all right, I gotta fast forward thirty seconds to get through this intro for a song, or like when I, yeah. especially when they put it on the back end of a song, where you're like, that was a perfect song. Now I gotta go fucking hit click yeah, hit to next. go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I think the, and I, I think I think I think the intro for that one is like five six seconds yeah that like and that's what i mean like the way that you did it like everything was quick enough and it, it goes through perfectly where it, it fits yeah. opposed to you're like oh that's what i was trying to do because a lot of the songs you know at the beginning of the process had super long intros and i, I had i had somebody uh who i who i really respect musically tell me like hey man maybe you cut that down like we don't need a 30 second intro <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah, and it's hard to keep people's attention if you don't get it from the gate. Most definitely, and you know we're we're in a we're in a high consumption era, I think now. So, Act. promise me a go, promise me a run, promise me blank. You know that's that's what I needed to hear for myself. Complicated. That was the first song that I started working on um, for the for the whole for the whole album. And the uh, thing about Complicated was for most of the album process, Complicated was scrapped. I made the beat and I made like a demo for the beat and I said, ah, oh, this is not, it doesn't hit right, this isn't good, this is, like we're, we're gonna get rid of that. And uh, it wasn't until towards the end of the second phase, like towards the end of the whole process, where I said, hey, let's bring this back. Um, and I originally, like I said before, we were going to have Chris and Ja on opposite songs um but not, then i knew hey jaw lyrics as i'm placing my features in my head jaw lyrics would be great on next up chris would be perfect on complicated like this this would be fantastic uh so i went back i made some edits to the beat because if it's like a year later i'm a better producer at this point i can do more things and try to make this track work and that's how you get complicated and so uh this is probably one of my favorite emotionally uh, the, the thing about my first verse is that it reads as though I'm rapping the whole song to the listener. But as I'm writing this whole thing, I imagine myself looking into a mirror, right? So when I'm saying, uh, can't run, can't hide from me, don't try with me, all that kind of stuff. It's not just me saying like, hey, I'm holding you accountable. That's me looking in the mirror and saying, hey, you can't run, can't hide from me. Like, promise me a go, promise me a run, promise me blank, you know, that's... That's what I needed to hear for myself. So that's how you get complicated. And how do I see those eyes all the time. If it's not your voice in the speakers, then I got you all in my mind and I love you. 
And I love the way that you think And I feel you feeling the poison And I see the red in the sink Don't lie to me huh. Yeah, can't run, can't hide from me Don't try with me yeah, we dealt with the last time, last time, now we straight Down these entrees on this plate Stacked up, that's just what's at stake I stake you out, look out your eyes Look at the glass, look at my face uh, Now we're getting somewhere, so tell me the destination Yeah, This train don't have jacks, we may never reach the station Don't stutter when you talk to me, I can see hesitation Yeah, I can see reservation Yeah, so tell me what it is right now uh, See, God didn't make you wrong God doesn't make mistakes, so go ahead with these songs, so go ahead with your purpose, I put it all on, it's worth this, and it'll work out, I'm certain, so don't ever think you're worthless, just promise me you go, promise me you run, promise me you fight, promise me you won't, lose your way, you can't lose today, it ain't complicated, if it's me and you, we don't need to lose, somebody gotta make it, yeah, somebody gotta make it, yeah, somebody promise me you go, promise me you run, promise me you fight, promise me you won't, where you can't lose today, it ain't complicated. If it's me and you, we don't need to lose. Somebody gotta make it. Yeah, somebody gotta make it. Yeah, somebody gotta make it. Sunday service, definitely you're pulling from Kanye. Funny story about that. Um, so I wrote Sunday service in 2016, uh, which you know was a, a good bit before um, he did the, uh, you know, put together his you Sunday service. You saw it service. there first. Yeah, no, I've been working <laughs> on it. You know, I started the album a while ago. Stop. Just relax, lay back, go ahead. It's time for Sunday service, uh-huh. Oh, we know. This track specifically was, it's my stripped down take of just dealing with life, anxieties, whatever you have going on. Sometimes you just need to take some time for yourself. You know, take, give yourself that self-love, if you will. And so that's what Sunday service is about. Um, throughout the making of this one, this was this was the last one in the first session of group vocals that I did. So I had a bunch of people come over, and that's who you hear in the back of Sunday Service. Sunday Service is probably that's probably the one that's grown the most in the process. So one thing, if you listen to the beat, there's a lot of playing random makeshift instruments in the back of Sunday Service. Um, so you can hear us clapping in the back of the hook. Um, we played um, pasta on the album. <laughs> so uh, I went in my mom's kitchen, excuse me, because we were back at the house. Um, I already had the beat made, but it was just missing something. Um, so we took a bunch of things out the cupboard and we're shaking pasta, we're beating on cans. We're, and that's what you hear in the background of Sunday Service. Um, so it was, it was definitely it was definitely a vibe and I think that's what made it work while it was so stripped down. Shows all on your face. Your heart's been moving a mile a minute while your brain's just keeping pace. You've been hounding the bank over real estate. Say it's greener on the other side. I say the picket fences stand tall, so it's no more simple plan songs and exo tour life. Avoiding each call like it's poison. That's toxic. He got a cool order on to-do list. He don't even care about your own profit. You be sitting still scrolling through the options. Watch the pages pass, hoping something comes up. Following your pain, thinking about your dumb luck. What's the chance that you stop? Just relax. Lay back. Go ahead. It's time for Sunday service, uh-huh. So Testify was supposed to be much longer than, than it actually is. But what we ended up doing was...
testify. Uh, so that one has uh, Jada Simone, you know, fantastic singer. Um, I can't wait to hear more from her. You know, I have nothing but good things to say about her as an artist and as a person. Um, so testify was supposed to be much longer than, than it actually is. But what we ended up doing was I was going to have a, a good personal friend of mine do like a, a spoken vocal kind of thing towards the end. And it was going to be a four minute song. And I was like, that's, that's just too long for a song with no real lyrics. Like I say three different sentences for the entirety of the song. So um, we ended up just breaking it down to more of like an interlude. And I think it serves its purpose now. I asked him for his vocals on that and because it, it just fits so perfectly. You put that in there and you get YK For those of you who've been listening to me for, for these last couple of years, you know that Young King started out as a song that I did with Fanaticus and grew into a, a collection of artists that we performed together over the years. And so uh, I've had a couple Young King, Young King themed songs. And one of the things I said, if, if this album is gonna be the summary of who I am as an artist, we gotta have a Young Kings track. And so that's why you have YK World. It was towards the end, it was going to be the big finale. It was going to be the song that described where I was at, you know, there's, there's frustration and pain in it, but then it turns a little inspirational at the end. I got my man uh, Amar Annex on there, fantastic artist, just came out with a new album a little while ago. Him and the Bad Gesture Collective, you know they're real good. Um, uh, I asked him for his vocals on that, and because it, it just fits so perfectly. You put that in there and you get YK World. So the uh, fun fact about that was it was supposed to be a posse cut. I was gonna have everybody that I did Young King song with on there, which is Fanaticus, B.Jeff, Chris Black, Ja Lyrics, uh, and even if you want to throw in Haji and D Swift, you know, we, I mean, we, we've just done so much, but um, ultimately time was a factor in there. So, you know, if you guys want it, we can do some more with that. Here I lay my head, Lord, please save my soul. I feel out my mind, this is not my home. I can't close my eyes. I might wake in the same place with the same weight, in the same state with the same weight. I don't put a penny 
perfect working over time. I might just take another shit to quit my other job. Making money, making moves, praying for the day that I can say it's over. Now everybody in the house sick. I'm just trying not to catch a case. Parents worried I ain't catching bills. I don't even have a time of day. Watch say it's time for my career. Think I'm dying trying to graduate. Open bar up on the fifth floor. Think I got enough to on my plate. Rain on my head, but the sun is back. Like ways some days I don't wanna rap. I got the devil on my back, but the devil in me because I didn't wanna be get it born. But this crap, see I'm a young king to my heart. Whitney's, you know, it's probably. That was probably the one I had the most fun singing, like the most fun with, if you will. If now I know it was the most fun to make, Whitney's probably just the most fun that I had with the song. Girl, you going crazy on my yeah. Hey, hey, you make me say, uh, Whitney don't play. Uh, Stop what you're doing, going my way. It's about Pokemon, uh, but it's a love song. And so how that came about was, because Whitney was the second to last song that I put on uh, the entire album. Uh, what happened with that was, again, I was just in the lab making beats, doing what I got to do to improve. And um, I had this demo idea for another song with a different name, different woman's name. And it was, it was a kind of a cheesy idea. Um, and as I'm making this song, I'm like, hey, let's take that idea, but we'll put it here. And I don't know if I saw like a Pokemon commercial or, you know, something, but I thought, I'll make it about Whitney. And it, it was a good idea in my head, and I thought when you put it with the beats, it becomes a good song, and that's how you get Whitney. And uh, Whitney is what, that's the, the main girl in Pokemon? I'm Pokemon illiterate. Yeah, so, so um, uh, yeah, I'll break that down. So Whitney is, is one of the uh, gym leaders or bosses um, in the Pokemon Gold and Silver games that came out in like 01 or, Oh, oh, 2000, one of those years, right? Long time ago. Um, and so uh, this Whitney specifically is pretty notorious over the internet for being one of the hardest bosses in like children's videos games, right? When it was first made, uh, Whitney was incredibly overpowered, basically. And so if you, if you go on YouTube right now, look at the top 10 lists, hardest bosses, you know, growing up, Whitney's gonna be on that list, Whitney and her Miltank, right? Um, and so every line in Whitney uh, is a reference to that. Um, you know, the Whitney, do you want to roll out with me? That was the move of her Pokemon that was decimating everybody. So it adds a little bit of a tongue in cheek because we all hated Whitney growing up. But uh, when, you, when you hear it this way, it, it's like a nice little reminder. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see we have a little, I made a little Pokemon graphic. Uh, spent like five hours modding a Pokemon game uh, to make it look like that actual um, uh, Whitney and all of that. And uh, I got a lot of great feedback from that. Silver and gold, you worth more than a crystal of your soul. You got all of my heart, so be my leader, my lover. Whitney, you're more than a flower. Whitney, you must be a fairy.
the reason I wanted to be so explicit and inclusive in what I was going through in this album process is because I think it makes it relatable and meaningful for whoever's listening. You know, so just relax, lay back, go ahead. It's time for Sunday service. Uh huh. Oh, we know. I did that super last minute in the process, but I was I had the album done. I'm mixing the title track, Beautiful, which was one of the last tracks I mixed, and I'm going, I just want to tie this all together. I want to put together an album that, a song for the album that not only speaks to the album itself, but the process, right? So this beautiful, the reprise, it's just like one of these conversations that we're having. You know, when you listen to it, I'm talking to you about the album, it's a commentary. So that's, that's what we did with the uh, beautiful reprise. I thought, we mute the drums, mute the bass, see what that sounds like. Um, ended up slowing it down a little bit, doing some extra stuff, but that's how you got the idea. And then I was just very candid about where I was going, uh, what I, where I was going, what I was going through. Um, yeah, I started off talking about back when we freestyled in the basement. You know, I'm talking about in the process. Uh, you know, I lost a lot of friends. I lost my dad, I lost, um, uh, uh, my pet, you know, like there was a lot of loss in this process. How does that affect you? Because it's not explicitly in the other songs. So um, that's how you get the beautiful reprise. And what's that like kind of including those those real life events in, in making those such a personal, make, reliving those things every time you sing them? Yeah. Is, that, is that just a therapeutic thing for you or how does that do for your yeah, well, music? It's, it's definitely uh, therapeutic in that you're expressing yourself. You know, I mean, it. I think for a lot of artists, it could be like um, journaling. However, uh, I think with the reason I wanted to be so upfront and inclusive about what I was doing and like explicit in that way is because, excuse me, how do, how do I want to say it? Um, the reason I wanted to be so explicit and inclusive in what I was going through in this album process is because I think it makes it relatable and meaningful for whoever's listening. You know, so that there's a, there's so many good artists, there's so many good artists in Cleveland who are just making good music. You know, why should you care about what I'm doing? Why should you care about my process or what I've been through? Well, I'll let you know, because I'm a real person, this is the real life things that I was going through, maybe that can do something for you. So that's how you get the beautiful reprise. Put our mixtapes up on that piff, started making beats like we were trying to make it happen. And I was sad for a reason, but every weekend I would work and I would keep making seasons. And that's at the Jamil show, and that's at the hospital every day, still waiting on mom's heart. I started the album and called it beautiful, just like they did. I'm in school and I hate it, I don't want to live. Dad's still fighting for his life and they ain't gonna give.